0: We're speaking about the name of Jesus. And I love the name of Jesus. I love talking about the name of Jesus because I believe in the name of Jesus that there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen? We don't use the name of Jesus as a curse. (laughs) A lot of people do that. But we know that when we speak the name of Jesus, things can happen. Miracles happen when we pray in the name of Jesus. Because it's in his name that we believe. It's in his name. Through him, we have salvation. It's through Jesus' name that we now have access to the promises of the Old Testament, to the promises of the New Testament. Everything is completed in Jesus. It all makes sense in Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray because that is everything to do with what it means to be a Christian. It's all about Jesus. He is the Alpha and the Omega. It's all about Jesus. This church is all about Jesus, amen? This church is all about, it's all about Jesus. It's not about me, it's not about the music, it's not about the building, even though I love all of those things, including myself. (coughs) But it still is all about Jesus, amen? He is the center of everything. He's it. And that's what the Christian faith is about. It's about Jesus. And that is really something very unique that we have as believers in Jesus. And it is something that Jesus taught us to pray using his name. That was something new, not before seen. In fact, Jesus said, you never did this before. You never prayed like this before using the name of Jesus, and when we use the name of Jesus, there's an authority and a power in the name of Jesus that gives us an access directly to God, not through sacrifices that we have to make every year, not through sacrifices we have to make every Sunday, cleaning ourselves off in water and doing all of these rituals and stuff and things. It's just the name of Jesus. It's all that we need to use in our prayers for God to hear what we are praying. That is powerful. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so last Sunday, we looked at the power of names and acknowledging the name of Jesus. And I believe that there is great power in simply acknowledging the name of Jesus, lifting up his name. There's power when we lift up his name. But today, I want us to look together at the power in praying in the name of Jesus. You see, when we pray, we end our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And the reason we do that is because Jesus taught his followers to pray in Jesus' name. Amen. To pray in Jesus' name. We baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And there are some very powerful scriptures that talk about this. In fact, it is something that Jesus taught his disciples directly how to pray in Jesus' name. And then the church continued to pray in Jesus' name until today, 2,000 years later. This is still something that we do to pray in Jesus' name. Now, something I want to mention is that If you would go home and this week, and if you've never read the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you should read all four of those. And if you have read them, read them again because they are very powerful. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four first books of the New Testament. And they go into the story of Jesus, his ministry, who he was, what he did, what he spoke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar In what is written down, Matthew was an eyewitness To the to Jesus. He was one of the disciples himself, and so he wrote down everything that he saw and experienced. Mark was a young man that interviewed many people, heard their testimonies, heard their stories, and he wrote down what they told, a recounting of the story of Jesus. Luke was a doctor that was like a reporter, and he followed the disciples and wrote everything down in a very scientific way. If you read it in the original, Language, Luke really is writing it as if it is a reporting for a newspaper or for a documentation, a chronology of everything he saw. And then John, and this is what I want to highlight for you the book of John out of those four is the most unique one in that Matthew, Mark, Luke have many stories that overlap, many things that are the same, but John has things in it that none of the others have. It is the most unique one. Most of the things we read about Jesus in the book of John are not in the other ones, And one of the parts that is in John, which I'm going to share with you today, is the teachings that Jesus taught his disciples right before he was about to be crucified. He started to pour out to them a teaching that was something new, something important, something powerful about the Holy Spirit, about prayer about what was about to happen with himself. Jesus was telling them, I'm gonna die, you're gonna miss me, you're gonna be sad, but your joy is suddenly gonna be turned around, and I'm gonna come back again, don't worry. He was teaching them some very deep and powerful truths that I wanna look at today, and one of them is about praying in the name of Jesus. And so it starts in John 14, 15, 16, three chapters of teaching, And then a very powerful prayer in John 17 that Jesus prays in the garden of Gethsemane, and then he is arrested and crucified. And so in John 14, we're going to start with that one, and I want you to hear this, because this this is amazing what Jesus is saying, and here's what he says in John 14, and we can see this on the screen. John 14, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Whoa, stop. Don't even read the rest. Just stop right there. Jesus says, if you believe in me, you are going to do the same works I have done and even greater works. Come on, somebody who wants to see Jesus working in their life like that. We're what Jesus did, healing people, saving people. We are not saviors. He's the Savior. But we do have a part in helping people to get saved, and we need to go out and find every person we can that is lost and help them to find their way home, finding a destiny in Jesus. Laying hands. They're healed. They're set free. Jesus did mighty miracles, and he is saying right here, you're going to do the same things and even greater works. Whoa! I want to see that in my life. Why? Because I am going to be with the Father. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Wow, the Holy Spirit is so powerful. And then here it is. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, in the name of Jesus! anything and i will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father you see everything is having to do with bringing glory to god it's not about you getting your wish list <laughs> it's about glory to god ask anything in the name of jesus so that's 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 so powerful then in john 15 he keeps on going In John 15, then he says, but if you remain in me, so he's talking about staying connected to the vine, connected to the vine. If you remain in me, don't disconnect, don't disconnect, remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. So again, that power, ask, 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 ask. Remain in me. My word remains in you. Ask for anything, and it will be granted to you. And then a little bit later in John 15, here's what he says, coming down a little bit more. I no longer call you slaves. You are not Jesus, and you're not a slave. Because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. You see, what Jesus is teaching right here elevates you. To a position where you are you are not a slave and a servant. Yes, we serve, but we have to get it out of our heads that oh oh I'm oh I'm so I'm just this low level thing. You are a friend of God. Now you are my friends, and that's why I'm teaching you this. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, it's it's all public knowledge now. It's all public knowledge. Jesus is telling us the secrets of the kingdom of God, the secrets of heaven are ours. I'm telling you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. You're going to do something with your life that's not just going to wither away and die. It's going to have a lasting impact. What you are going to do on this earth is going to have a lasting impact. The decisions you make are going to change people's lives. It's going to change the city. It's going to change your church. It's going to change the nations. This world is going to be changed because of the people of God. Lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask, whatever you ask, whatever you ask. ask. How? Using my name in the name of Jesus. Wow. And then in John 16, This is the chapter where Jesus really gets into the Holy Spirit. I love John 16 because I love the Holy Spirit. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. That's one of my favorite verses of all time. People ask, do you have that much joy, really, for real, every day? Yes! because no one can take it from me. We need to be living like that. No one can rob the joy that Jesus gives you. It's not fake, it's his joy in your life and nobody's gonna take it away. Don't. You can try, you will not win taking the joy from me, okay? The Holy Spirit is in me and at that time you will not need to ask me for anything. You don't need to ask Jesus because I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly. You can ask God directly, God the Father, and he will grant your request. Why? Because you use my name. When you use the name of Jesus, we can ask God the Father directly, and he will grant your request because of the powerful name of Jesus. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. And I love that too. Overflowing joy, abundant joy. Not a little bit to get you through Monday. Not a little bit to get you through Wednesday. Not a little bit to get you one week. No, it's going to be a joy that's overflowing that lasts your whole life that lasts from now until forever. It's going to be a joy that just keeps flowing, overflowing, abundant joy so much that you have enough to share. Come on, we need to share joy, an abundant joy. Wow, that's amazing, but it's all about using the name of Jesus. I have spoken of these matters and figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively, like using Stories, and I will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf. This is very theological, but very important. You will ask the Father directly for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. And that is an important principle that we understand that when you pray in the name of Jesus, you are, you are, you are not going through a man. You are not going through a pastor. You are not going through a priest. You are not going through a ritual to get to God. You are going directly to God using the name of Jesus. That's amazing, the name of Jesus. And then there's one more, which is in Mark. And this one, he, he didn't write down about the name of Jesus, but, but what he says is so, so amazing. I want you to hear this. Then Jesus said to the disciples, and that's why I said John highlights some really amazing aspects that are not in the other ones. Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. And I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive Forgive your sins, too. You can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Wow! Come on, I think we just need to give God a little praise for His Word. (laughs) It's so powerful! So I want to give you a few thoughts about all of these passages. And this is... I don't know if I should call it advice... But maybe it's an advice, but it's a few things that I've thought about and that I've learned reading these passages and things that I am applying in my life, and I believe this can be helpful for you. The first one is that what Jesus said is true. What Jesus said is true. If you use his name, you can ask for anything, and I believe that in Jesus' name, it's yours. That's the word of God. And we can stand on the truth of the word of God. And if Jesus said it, it means it has to be true. He didn't say, if you ask for anything in my name, but... There's no but. Did he say that? No, he didn't say that. If you ask for anything in my name, remain in me, I remain in you, remain in my word, ask for anything in my name, but... No, no. There was no but. It's really just what he said is what he meant. And we need to stand on the foundation of the Word of God. And if Jesus said it, that means it's the truth. And so the truth is that in Jesus' name, we can ask for anything. We can ask for big things. We can ask for a miracle. We can ask for a healing. We can ask for a financial breakthrough. In Jesus' name, it's yours. It's yours. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's what Jesus said and the Word of God is the truth. There's no but when it comes to using the name of Jesus. The second thing, so that's the first thing, is we need to have that as a foundation. The second thing is that once you know the truth of what Jesus said, then we can start to examine our own selves in a healthy way and ask the question, do I trust God? Because I believe what Jesus said is true. But I also believe it's important to always ask ask ourselves, do I trust God? Now, when we ask ourselves, do I trust God, I think very often we can get into one extreme or the other. For example, do I trust God? You know, I used to pray big prayers. Uh, but now I'm just trusting God now. I'm just trusting God, and if it's God's will, then let, let his will be done, not mine, and all of those are scriptures. Not his, it's, it's his will. If it's his will, then let it be done. And we start to get lazy with our prayers, and we start to not, not use the name of Jesus like we used to use it, and we start to just, well, you know, I, I believe that. Well, 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 I don't know anymore. I, I, I trust God. That's an extreme. And I don't think we're supposed to be living that kind of way. That's not, that's not trusting God. That's, that's not using his name with the authority that we have. Another extreme is that you are, you, you, you are using the name of Jesus and power and big prayers, but you don't see something happening, and so you start to get bitter. And, uh, what God, what, what, what's going on? And then it makes you doubt, God, because you don't see it happening in the way that you think that it should be happening, and according to the timetable, and, and how you think it should look and sound, and, and, and what it should be, and I want it this way, and I, it has to be exactly like this. And so trusting God is in the middle where we we don't stop praying big and I believe what Jesus said but at the same time I don't know everything I don't know everything but I believe it, I believe today in particular in the last days especially in the last days miracles are happening faster quicker, that the Holy Spirit is moving in new ways, doing new things, and that the promises are coming to completion as the Holy Spirit is reviving the world. Things are happening all around the world. Revival is moving, and we are in a time where the promises are coming alive faster than ever before. But I'm also going to trust God that when it doesn't look like how I think it should look, that it still can be an answer to what I prayed for. You see what I'm saying? It it might look different, but it still could be the answer. And so that's why we can't get on any of those extremes. But we, and I, and particularly someone that has been walking with Jesus for a long time, we can very often get to the extreme of just trusting God and lowering down our prayers because we haven't seen him answer like what we've been expecting. And so if I would encourage you today, light the fire again and start using the name of Jesus, declaring and believing in big things for your life, and move back to the middle in using the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, something that I've seen in my own life, because I am getting older now. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the prayer that you've prayed, you have to be committed to the long-term walk of faith to see what God's doing. If If you are living your life for instant results, instant answers, instant miracles, and yes, I believe in instant healings. I believe God can do that. I believe in instant answers to prayer. I believe all of those things. But at the same time, if you are only expecting instant miracles every single time, I believe you will be disappointed. And sometimes, I, and I really believe this, and I have seen this in my own life, I prayed something in the name of Jesus. I, it didn't look like anything happened. But a few years later, I started to think about that again. And as I looked back, I realized, you know what, God, actually, you did answer that. You did, you, you did answer it. I didn't even notice that you answered it, but, but God did answer it. And so we need to be committed to the long-term. And I believe that when we are committed to the long-term walk of faith, that you are going to see how God actually answered your prayers in the name of Jesus. And maybe you won't even notice that it happened. It'll be a subtle change. It'll be something small that happened. But as you look back through your life, you will see that God, God did it all. And everything you prayed for actually came together in God's plan for you. So be committed to the long term. You know, in the Bible, we can see how Abraham... In his life, he walked in the promised land that was a a land that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, which was to be inherited by the nation of Israel. And Abraham just started walking in that land as if it was his. Sometimes you can pray in the name of Jesus, and I have done this in my own life too. You pray, God, in the name of Jesus, I am believing for this and this. And then you just get up and start acting like it's yours. Abraham walked in the promised land as a prophetic walking before it even belonged to him. He stood up and walked in that land. And some of those promises, especially the ones that have to do with the physical inheritance of the nation of Israel in the land, are still coming to completion today. But thousands of years ago, he walked as if it was his. Again, is it just about your life? Or is it about what God's doing in everything, all generations? We have to be committed to the big picture. David, I love the story of David dancing practically naked as the Ark of the Covenant was coming into Jerusalem. He was dancing in a prophetic dance that was long before Jesus came, but he was dancing in the freedom of of being free in the presence of God in that prophetic type of dancing Just dancing for God in his presence free long before it was even something that should have been allowed. That's powerful. And so when we pray in the name of Jesus, just get up and start walking, start dancing, start moving, start thinking, start acting like it belongs to you. Amen? And so again, I would just commit this again. We need to be committed. The Christian life is a life that we have to be committed to lifelong, lifelong. The Christian life is a lifelong journey, and in fact, the journey continues beyond this life that we are living right now. Our soul will live forever, and we will also live physically forever with Jesus, and when we ask in his name, we need to have the full picture and full frame mentality to back up what we are experiencing, and what Jesus says is true, when we ask in his name, it is ours. Let's stand to our feet, and I want to pray for you today. And I especially want to pray for anyone in this place today that you've been walking with God for a while and you would say, I need to reignite that flame in my life again, that I've heard the teaching that Jesus taught the disciples about using his name, the power of using his name, believing big, declaring big, and believing for the miracle to come in my life. And I've been praying for a miracle for a long time. And I didn't see that miracle yet. I want to speak over you to lift up your faith again today. Lift up your eyes again today in the name of Jesus. I am believing for a speedy answer to your prayer that the name of Jesus will be activated in your life. That as you use his name, you will see results as you apply your faith to using the name of Jesus. And so God, we pray for a lifting of faith in this place that as we speak out and believe for mountains to be moved, believe for big things to happen, God, we wanna see it. And so we believe that we can receive it using your name. And we are going to start even today to use your name again in our prayers, in the things we're asking for, that in your name, we will see great and mighty things, not for the glory of ourselves, not for the glory of earthly things, but for the glory of God the Father.